Are you into true crime? Do you like unsolved mysteries? Strange and forgotten history? Bizarre alien abductions and classified science experiments? Then check out Cruelty Podcast. We're your hosts, Willow Ahava, along with my best friend and next door neighbor, Lillian Asterius, and my husband, Meriwether Asterius. Maris, say hi. Hello. Maris, short for Meriwether, and I host Maris Mondays as a bonus episode each week to start your Monday with something strange and unusual. While the rest of the week, Lillian and I present a true crime case under a monthly theme and feature known and not so known cases. We've done everything from vampire month to honeymoon murders to cannibal killers. Cruelty Podcast is an independent podcast made possible by our Patreon members. If you would like ad-free listening plus additional episodes and perks, find Cruelty Podcast at patreon.com slash cruelty. Whoa, that's four whole episodes a week. Linktree slash cruelty has links to all our social media accounts as well as our Discord channel. Cruelty Podcast is a member of the Podmoth Network. Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Ah, batter coming up there, the uh, the pitcher's mound. Uh, batter coming up to the pitcher's mound. I don't watch baseball. Today we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. I know it's Halloween time, spooky wookies and ghosty woasties all around us. Um, and, you know, a lot of podcasts are covering scary movies and all that good stuff. You know, I love me a good scare flick, you know, and a dick flick. But don't worry. The part, the podcastio, the podcastio will be throwing in a couple of those in the mix as we get toward the end of the month. But you know what else is going on? You probably don't because you're just a little white nerd in your fucking basement jerking off. The MLB playoffs are going on right now, so I brought on my good friend Trace to continue our sports castio themed episode as we discuss 1994's Major League Two, the movie that Wesley Snipes was way too cool and popular to appear in, so they hired a young Omar Epps to play a little mini version of him. It's very cute. We talk about the film, we talk about how we handle competition, and of course local sports to alienate the listening audience as if this episode's not already kind of alienating. Now let's clean up our image because we have money now. Now, lose our ability to throw a fastball because we're sleeping with a Karen, then get a haircut and put on a leather jacket and get our powers back. Now play that shit theme song. It's the Mustachio Podcast, you. We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make jokes, and then we'll all go home. Now the game's a legendary, hairy upper lips. It's the Mustachio Welcome to the Mustachio Podcastio. This is the first time I've ever recorded without headphones, and it's very weird. It, this is really freaking me out. I, I kind of understand <laughs> why you wanted to do this. But... Yeah, because, you know, I, it's hot. You know, this house is cozy, but it's also stuffy. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to use headphones. This is as if we're talking. It's the, just weird. For the audio listeners, which is all these people are. Yeah, everyone, because, yeah, no there's video no video. Here. Why don't yeah. you just describe what we're what we're doing here? What are we doing right now? Well, well, we're here in my house. Well, first of all, the the that uh, super uh, white guy voice you just heard that is uh, 
that I is. I was going to see if we could go a really long time with that. And you're like, oh, we have, we have to I thought about you. it. <laughs> I know. It's why I'm trying to be. I, it's like I, I ride this really, really weird balance between professional and super unprofessional. It's like a weird balance. And a part of me was like, you got to introduce him. He's talked already. I've been here. This is my this is uh, numero tres for me, dude. Oh, I thought it was four. Oh, it's perfect with your name. This That's is right. Trace, Trace H A Trece, which it. is a gang I grew up with. Okay. Levos. <laughs> I thought you were like trying to vamp and remember my last name. No, for a second. how can I forget your last name? I'm not. It's, I know it's you we're talking about. I know the fact that 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 would not surprise you makes me super <laughs> sad about you know. Uh, my lack of, you know, just how shitty of a person I am, to be honest, in front of you. But, no, of course I know your last name. I was trying to think of a little middle thing because it's like, you know, three times, thrice. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I stepped all over it. I ruined it it's for It's all you. good. It's fine. <laughs> I, I was taking a long time to process. I feel like you could see me buffering. So um, Glad to be back, bro. Yeah, dude. I'm happy to have you I'm back. And the, the three... Three hosting club. Do I get like a jacket or something like SNL or something? I I blow you like that. It, oh, okay. Yeah. Any anyone that guests on the show three times, I give you a little sucky sucky. I don't finish you off though. I don't let you finish in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I don't do that. You. I give you an enamel pin. Oh, <laughs> good. Which I know you like those. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. pin it. Uh, I'll pin it on my little denim jacket for the winter, dude. I think is you're gonna good? like this beer. Is it good? Yeah, I think you're gonna like this beer. So, um, you know, me and Trace, we we enjoy, we like to indulge in a in a craft brew, but we also, no joke, some of our favorite beers are beers that your fathers liked, uh, depending on how old you are. If you are like, you know, fifty five, sixty, it's the beer you probably like. Um, I we both love Coors Banquet. Coors Banquet. You know, we go you need up to get to sponsored the, by Coors Banquet. I wish. A true dream. Jesus. That would be awesome. And the last time I was here, we talked about Coors Banquet. We did. So, yeah. We love a good yellow belly. We just do. And uh, and we in in a beer that I'm going to try later today is uh, uh, Miller High Life, right? Miller Miller Genuine Draft. Oh, I'm sorry, you my know, mistake. Show some respect, please, <laughs> for MGD. <laughs> yes, I've never had a Miller Genuine Draft. I don't know if y'all have, but uh, Trace is a big fan. What Trace actually. You you keep a a, a a ranking. I have a list, list, which is the most. So we don't we don't have to get into like all the background here, but I, <laughs> it's a very, suffice like, it to say, Rain Man thing to do. I literally I'm 30 years old, and this is the first year that I've ever drank in my life. I've I've had my first drink at 30 years old. There's no no point going into all the backstory, but because I did this, and because I'm the psychopath that I am, where I love ranking things and keeping lists. I mean, and that's notes why we're French. Yeah. Uh, I said, I'm going to legitimately be able to track every single beer that I ever try in my life. And so I made a list. So I have a, a ranking list, which now has, let's see, let's see how many it has now. It's a lot. It, it, is, it is now up to 75 beers. 75. 75 different kinds. And I'll try anything. I try, I've got Bud Light on here. I've got Coors Banquet on here. I've got weird craft brews from breweries on here Dude, so in honor of your 75 tonight bro i'm gonna find a 75 year old and i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna give her the love okay maybe you know maybe not go all the way but i'm gonna kiss one i'll, I'll make sure i'm gone by then <laughs> that'll, that'll be the point you don't want to see that I'll okay well, i'll get a i'll get a photo i'll get a photo no yeah you yeah you don't have to okay no, cool. <laughs> so, and what is your number one right now 
Because you rank them by your favorite. Yeah, it's Banquet. It's it's Banquet. I don't know why. I thought you had made Genuine Draft your number one. No, no, no. Banquet's number one. I'll give you you my top five. Okay, let's go. Coors Banquet's number one. Yes. Uh, Budweiser Supreme. Ooh. At number two. I know, kind of weird. Kind of weird, but there's Budweiser Supreme out here in Texas right now. I don't think it's a hit like all the markets yet. Yeah, like some of y'all cunts out there that don't Budweiser. Live in... <laughs> I might not know so it. So you can see how basic I am with my top two. Uh, yeah. Number three is the Carbach Crawford Bach, of course. Delicious. Great beer. Texas legend. Number Houston. four is the Carbach Hopadilla. Which you had my a favorite few, IPA. Your fair share last oh, night. Delicious. And then lastly, this one's. This one's the curveball. It's called Manhattan Project. It's a it's a Dallas brewery. Ooh. Dallas uh, craft beer uh, All right. brewer, I suppose. And Dallas. they have one called Redgate. Redgate. Yep. You commie. It is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, well, and the, all their beers, Manhattan Project, as you can tell, all their beers have to do with that theme. That so whole, they have, like, like <laughs> the, the Enola Gay and, like, all this stuff. It's very strange. I, I don't love Interesting it. Interesting theme. Yeah. I don't love it. But, you know. I mean, red curtain, red gate. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's but it's very. It was like a red. It was a red lager. Like literally, when they poured it out, it was this like whoa, dark that red hue. color. Ooh, I love delicious, that. delicious. And they're not here. Apparently, they have them. It's obviously Dallas based. They sell them in cans in Austin and Houston, but not San Antonio yet. So we just need to. Well, you know what? For as much as I bash on Dallas, you know, and and also Trace isn't quite the fan of Dallas either. My sister lives out in Frisco, Texas, which is just a you know little nice you know if you don't like uh, filth and all the other things that come with a city of uh, a major city, you move out to to a sub- yeah, suburb. Live, like if you want to live in a plastic town, yeah, <laughs> you move to Frisco. Yeah, you move to Frisco, where it looks like like a set. It looks or like my, a movie yeah, set. My personal favorite is Plano. Like Plano. People don't, people don't believe me that there's a town in Texas called Plano, and it's exactly like you think. Yes. It, like it sounds. Like it is That's plain. Austin, right? No, Austin. Plano's right next to Frisco. Oh, is it? Yeah, Plano and Frisco are like right. You're they're like right. little little neighbors. What was I thinking about in Austin? Is, doesn't Austin kind of have their own Plano? What would that be? I don't know. I feel You're like. thinking Austin, of Pflugerville in Austin? Maybe I'm thinking of Pflugerville. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Pflugerville. <laughs> PFL. Boy, some real. Pflugerville. Regional conversation. Right? <laughs> yeah, last time, last time I was here, we talked extensively Spurs. about the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> and their offseason moves. And now I'm just giving people like the Texas craft yeah. beer tour and talking about the suburbs for those, that we uh, hate. So for those two uh, <laughs> Texas listeners of this podcast, they're really having a good time. They're like, "Oh, I know all those places. Yeah, oh, I've been to Plano." But for like the fucking yeah, all the people in Plano are like, "Fuck you guys!" <laughs> I know. Like I'm pretty sure Plano's like, the best. I'm pretty sure a uh, very like a good amount of my listeners are from the Pacific Northwest, and they don't know anything we're talking about. They but true. they do know beer. They do like hey, beer. For your Pacific Northwest listeners, like I I work for for the University of Washington. So hey, shout out. Like, I've never been there. I work fully remote. Huskies. Yeah, go Huskies, baby. There we go. I just, I go Huskies, baby. I thought I was, <laughs> I was hoping. I, I like a mascot, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm my Longhorns first. Yeah, you're a Longhorns forever, guy. I'll, you know, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Huskies number two. Longhorns. I'm a birds up guy. They pay me. They pay me money. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, enough about beer. But you know what? This kind of goes hand in hand. I feel like baseball and beer, hot dogs. It's, it's just. It just fuck it. It's part of a chain of awesomeness. It's that trifecta, and we get a lot. We get a little bit of that. The thing that I'll say about Major League Two, you know, of course we're we're honoring Gammon again. 
Gan- is that isn't that the bad guy yeah, from Zelda? <laughs> I don't. Uh, that's Ganon. Come on, <laughs> you lose you lose your nerd card. Sorry, Gammon. That's pretty close. Is Wait, Rich- is Rich Ganon the villain? <laughs> Rich <in> Zelda. <laughs> Wait, was it he a Falcon? <laughs> now we're talking nineties. Oh, he was a Raider. Nineties Raider football. Yeah, dude. He was a Raider. <laughs> oh my God! Anyone who knows Rich Gannon, dude, congratulations. Hey, almost Super Bowl champion, Rich Gannon. Put some put some respect on his name. Almost no one in podcasting watches the sport ball. But the few of, the few of them out there, they're like, "Oh yeah, Rich Gannon." The... I mean, we are. This is a sports movie, all right. So like, it is. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna put this episode in your ears, there's gonna be some sports talk. And if you don't like sports, about. like, what a dork! Like, yeah. what a nerd! What do you like? Video games? Maybe you like video game sports. Maybe I don't you, like you... video games at all. I said <laughs> as I looked down at my he's literally wearing my a... Halo T-shirt, <laughs> Halo graphic art T-shirt. <laughs> But at least you're but and then your hat is Longhorns. You are like you are like the perfect you are this kind of like Blade. You know Blade, he's like half vampire, half human. They call him the Daywalker. You're kind of the Daywalker of nerds. You're you're nerdy. You love video games. You're smart. Uh you think like, you know, you're right all the time. But then you also like sp- <laughs> but you also like sports. And so you gotta have like a fucking uh, a ball a, a ball ball in each you know you have a toto in each uh, sideline. I was wondering where you were where you're going. With that. I was trying but to yeah. split your balls apart, but I realized they're in a sack. It's not possible. Okay, so we're gonna good. go foot. We're gonna go All foot. Right. No, yeah, I uh, I think one of my few uh, legs. <laughs> my few. <laughs> I never really looked directly at your legs. The lights hitting them right. They Gosh, look good. don't you just wish you had video for this? Podcast. I don't have calves I mean, like that. See... I know it's a no, shame. I, I was just gonna say I, I feel like I have many faults, but one of my few. You know, I think good qualities I have. I feel like I can kind of talk to anyone. You know, like yeah, you have a. Vast... I, can, I can I can talk with the sports fans. I yeah. can talk with the nerds. I can talk with the people who like mustache movies. You mm-hmm. know, like I we can do it all. You can make like you know you can do small talk in an elevator. Versatile for like an extremely white guy. You know, but at the same time you can't stand it. you can't stand like meaningless social interaction oh with i didn't someone. say i yes. wanted to talk to those people i was just saying <laughs> i, was I could say like if could. i need it if you to. have to like if they're gonna give me money or something of worth then i yeah. can talk to them but do i want to no because i will say i know trace well enough that you know we have worked together in the past and there have been times where i'm looking at him talking i literally i'm seeing his mouth moving words are coming out and i'm like oh he's only doing this because this is his job 100 yeah. <laughs> percent yeah, <laughs> like I'm like, oh, he hates this. I can see like, like behind the eyes, like what's going on in your brain. I'm like, oh, this is not fun for him. I'm, I'm the most. I would say I'm like right in the middle of introvert and extrovert. It's like right. Yeah, so I could am be I. The most extroverted introvert. Yeah, or the most introverted. I think you're probably the most introverted extrovert that I know. Yes, and I would be the most extroverted introvert. Yeah, this is why this works. This is why this works. Yeah. We got to like, chemistry. If there's that middle line, you and I are each like just barely on our sides of the line. We are. Because if we, if me and you meet someone that's too extroverted, we want to run away. Yeah, I don't. I have no interest. I want to The truth is, like, away. I will be extroverted if I like the people I'm around. Like, if I don't like you, I have, I have no ability. I was oh. born with zero ability pr- to pretend like I want to be around people that I don't want to be around. It's amazing. It's really no. It's a curse. Like, it's really bad. And I've I've truly tried to work on it. I really have, dude. I should go to therapy for this. Like I've really tried to work on it, but I just can't do it, man. Like it's so hard. If you, I don't care about you and I don't care what you're saying, I just I it is so hard for me to pretend yeah. like I care. I mean, there's a reason why we we eventually created the term trace face 
Uh, well, well, we didn't create it. It was a collaborative it. effort. You it was made before it. me, right? Like, no, what? you said it. Oh, I created it. I'm pretty sure it wasn't me. Because we, you know, we would talk Maybe about it was you or Gary. It was or somebody. somebody else. I don't know. We would call it Trey's face because he cannot hide. It, depending on the situation, my disinterest. Unless it's someone <laughs> my that disgust. Yes, unless it's someone that has an influence on like your job or your job security. It's, right. If They're it's just a break, money. Yeah. Yes, but if it's <laughs> not going to affect you, if it's not going to affect you, and it's a situation you don't want to be in, you you make this face where it looks like it's not so much angry. It's a it's the face of indifference. Yeah, like if you could put indifference like in a personification of a face. <laughs> He has mastered it. He has mastered we'll to, it. We'll have to take a snapshot of it and put it on your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's like doctorate level yeah. acting skill. It's it's very bad. It's, it's very bad. I always like it thing personally. Is, dude, I've gotten better. I've gotten I know better. you're it humanizing yourself. It used to be. I used to be worse. <laughs> so yes, uh, but you know what I was interested in? Major League Two. I mean, well, okay. So here's movie, all I have to man. say about Major League Two. Yeah, let's it's, give our opening remarks. Here. It's Major League One made by Mormons because <laughs> it is Major League. The original was rated R. It had a lot of like you know, it was edgy, it was raw, it was the jokes were a little bit darker. Major League Two is PG, and it's very obviously PG to sure. me. It feels it not quite like a Sandlot Disney type movie, but it's freaking close, dude. Yeah. It's, if you got rid of the some of the stereotype stuff, some of the racial shit, um, some of the horny stuff, like there's some like sexual innuendos, but nothing. There's no cuss words. No. There's no like Sandlot even has like some like you know Wendy Peppercorn did not ask for that kiss. You know she was forced to kiss uh, Squints. Yeah. You know, but that stuff you can get away with. She slapped the kid. shit out of him. She though, did. So, you know. She called him a pervert. You know, she called him out. But in the end, you know he. He did eventually get her, and he made her pop out like twelve kids or something. Maybe he was Mormon. I do but- forget that. <laughs> they did get married in the end. Not a great, not a great. Life That's lesson not there. a great life lesson. Yeah. yeah, it turns out if you fake your death and then make someone kiss you, they can become your forever bride. I guess. But anyway, so this movie, I gotta say, it. Tell me this, Trace. It pretty much runs the same beats of Major League. One, except there's way less of the old man pitcher, uh, the old man catcher guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right? this one isn't Jake as Jake Taylor centered. Yeah. I don't think it really ever, to me, it never feels like it centers on one It's very spread character. out. I mean, You're right. it, it kind of goes amongst all the different teammates, some of whom are different actors. Oh, yeah, we get uh, Omar <laughs> We get Omar Epps, Epps instead of Wesley who Snipes. Who kind of looks like Wesley Snipes if you, like, shrunk him down two times. Yeah, and I, like... I immediately was like, the... <laughs> that's not Wesley Snipes, and I'm not exactly the best at knowing actors and knowing yes. their, uh, their past. He but did an okay job of trying to capture the spirit of the character, he but did. he's not Wesley Snipes, no, unfortunately. No, but I, I would say I think you're right. I, I, I can't argue with any of your points. But at the same time, like I think, if we're talking overarching thoughts and overarching themes of the movie, I'm skipping like literally right to the end, right here at the beginning of the episode. But my not, this is the podcast. Um, the the theme really is like the moral of the story is you got to be yourself. Like the way that they end up winning or, or, or advancing in the playoffs and stuff is like wild thing goes back to being wild thing. Like he's this corporate like yeah. faceless like trying to be Mister All America guy. 
with his yeah. new, you know, nice hairdo and his nice suits and stuff and trying to look like Mr. All-America. And then he's like, no, I have to I have to become Wild Thing again to succeed. And, like, all of the different guys kind of do that again, you know? It's like, it's so. like poser, bizarro poser. Because, like, back when, you know, we have quite a difference in age, but I'm pretty sure you've heard the, the term poser, right? Like, that's been a thing. Who on planet Earth has not heard the word? I think my mother and my five-year-old daughter would both know the Honestly, word Honestly, Trace, as I get older, I feel like the terms that were ever, like, popular... You're kind of insulting me here. I'm not insulting you. I'm, I'm making you younger. I don't know what you're talking about here. I'm making you a fresh-faced cunt. And, but, like... <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> but anyway... So, like, when I was in high school, if you were a poser, it's because you were trying to be super punk. Yes, yes I, I know. I do know a poser. I'm letting <laughs> listeners know that may not know that that means you're trying to be something you're not. But normally it's because you're trying to be edgier, right? Sure. He's the opposite. That's why I said bizarro. He's the opposite where he's trying to be this super, like, you know, fucking, I don't know, uh, uh, Frasier. <laughs> like, yeah. He's trying to be this very professional corporate cat. Because he met this woman who's manipulating him. She wants his yeah. Well, I don't know if she and wants I need his to take money. A quick, but... quick time out here. Her name is Flan. Hold on, let's take what a look. <laughs> Which I believe is short for Flannery. Okay, yes, her name is Rebecca Flannery. That's her last name. And he calls Flan. her Flan. Like kind Flan? of a power move. Kind of like Flan. Have you ever dated a woman and called her by her last name? That'd be kind of sick. Oh no, I've never done that. Yeah, I, I can't do that now because my wife took my last name. But I feel like I could just go back to her maiden name and just be like, yo, what up, Williams? You could. I could do it. You should do that, and, and but keep your phone on and see how she reacts. I don't, I don't, I she don't might think there would be you. any reaction. No, I just think she it would be care. like, what are you, what? are you what? doing? Like, You've lost so your confusing. mind. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a power move to. A little bit. Also, I feel like kind of shows where they're at in their relationship, where it's like, A, he's got to still kind of keep a distance. Like, he's not totally committed to her, you can tell. And B, she is still his agent. Yes. So he has that weird blurring of lines of, like, professional but also personal. Yes. But yeah. the first scene, like, they don't explain any of that. Like, you just see her. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Flan. And I'm like, Flan? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, the beginning of this movie is. Yeah, in San Antonio, you can't be called Flan. You'd be like, Flan? Like, like ole Flan? Hey. Where? Where is it? I hate uh, Flan. Beats, I, I think all I, white people hate Flan. I will right? say personally, not a fan either. Flan, to me, the taste is fine. The the texture tastes like I'm just eating like my own snot. Like yes, it, if I'm gonna go like Mexican treat and it's that in that you know cake family, I I gotta go tres leches. And I don't even oh, like tres, tres leches. Le- is Hall of Fame. It's good. It's very good. But it, I I gotta say I take a Texas sheet cake over that just you know by a notch. Over like, tres leches, get out of here. I'm just a classic cat. A good tres leches. That's that's my birthday cake every year. Is a tres leches. I mean, I think what they're trying to say is like. We're wetter than you. Because, like, I mean, <laughs> a Thrust Legends cake is so... I did not know who you were talking about when you were saying they and you were referring to Thrust Legends cake as if it was, like, a living entity. Yeah, they're like, speaking you to know other what cakes. what the Thrust Legends agenda like, is? Like, they yes. want to make everyone wet. Like, hey, devil's food, you think you're moist? Try this. <laughs> it's just Then they so... see the molten lava cake and they're like, ah, shit. That's ah, that's... fuck, that one, like, squirts. They got us. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's the most weird cake conversation I've had we in a while. We could go to Banuelos, dude. We That's could go true. to Tortas. We could go to Conchas. I, you know, Banuelos, man. That is I also love a good Banuelo, dude. But it, you got to eat that shit outside almost. Yeah. Like, you cannot make a mess 
What about a concha for breakfast? Literally. A concha for breakfast with some coffee? That's where it's at, bro. Bro, like. That is where it's at. 95% of the people listening to this have never tried any of the things we just said. Uh, I bet you can get a, I bet you can get a concha in probably any major city in America. You could, but they might not could. know it's called a concha. They probably call it like, I'll take that turtle shell bread. It looks like a, looks, I was going to say it looks like a brain. Oh, you said brain? I always used, so as it a little kid. It kind of looks kid, like a brain, right? As a little kid, I didn't grow up like calling it a concha, and I used to always call it turtle shell bread. That's why I went straight to turtle shell. But you're right; it does have a brain like yeah. feel to all it. All the different, uh, all the different colors. What, anyway, what color do you go? But well, what um, flavor do you? Vanilla. It's vanilla normally, and then the pink, and then you get the chocolate. I just go for the pink one. Yeah, yeah. My kind of guy looks more brainy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this movie, when it kicks off. That all started with Flan, by the way. It did. I mean, (laughs) this is. And honestly, everyone listening to this, this is us when we're just hanging out anyway. You're just happening to be listening in. They're literally just the third person here in the room. Yeah, they're the weird. They're like, I'm bored. Is there anything else I can do? They're like the weird. With your dartboard or something. (laughs) Yeah, they're the nerd playing like Dungeons and Dragons in the corner while we're talking at the bar and having a good time. But yeah, have I would, I would say you played Dungeons overall, and Dragons, by the way? No, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Neither. I'm not, that, should... I'm not that level of nerd. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, I would just say overall, I agree with your sentiments. I can see how it would It feels watered you. down to me a little bit. And it, it, if we're talking, if not Major, that I hate if Major it. League I'm not trying to say I hate Coors it. Banquet, yes. Major League Two's Coors Light. It is. I think it's Coors Light. Perfect Still metaphor. Still pretty good. Perfect. Still pretty good. One of the better light beers. Still good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Coors Light. It doesn't know? quite you know have it. But, you know, it feels like a, a series almost where it's like, oh, now you know all these characters. You know their personalities. Now let's show you what's happened since the last movie. And, of course, you know, uh, uh, fucking uh, Hayes. Willie Hay- Was it Willie? Willie Mays Hayes. Willie Mays Hayes. He's... They've all made money because they did so good, I guess, right. in endorsements and stuff. They, yeah. The movie doesn't really tell you why they got so rich so quickly, but well, and you can remember it. some of that with one because they're doing that cool Amex commercial that we talked That's about true. at the end. They like kind of come out of now. nowhere and are popular, and then you yeah. can see like at the beginning, there's so much excitement from the fans, and so they're probably selling more tickets and all this. And yep, I yeah, well. I do like Willie Mays Hayes, like that opening okay. scene where you see him and he gets out of that limo, <laughs> in the limo? and it's just like one. Two, oh. three. It's like a clown car, dude. There's like so many people coming out of there. I was like, oh, this guy's a boss. And then I had no idea it wasn't going to be Wesley Snipes, so he gets out last. And I'm like, uh, it was like a record scratch moment. I'm like, oh, wait. Who, who oh, wait. This? So you didn't know that. No, no. I, it's not like I looked up the cast list so, before I started. I was just like, all right, here we go. Major League Two. So when we Cued first. Up. When I had we, never seen it. I've never seen Major League I'd Two never until seen this week. Me either. But when we did Major League One together, which I had not really seen other than little bits and parts on you know TV. I um, I was kind of going ahead and reading, and when I was reading it on like IMDb, I always fuck it up. IMDb, um, did I get that right? Yeah, you did. Okay, IMDb, uh, IMDb. <laughs> it mentioned that oh, he was he didn't return for the second film in in uh, Omar Epps. He was, I mean, he was probably hella busy. Well, that's what I was gonna tell you. So time, right? what happened? And I think I think the movie's trying to fuck with Wesley Snipes. This is my theory because he. Created a, a career. Action, it's he, the whole action movie yes. hero joke. Yes, they're yeah, fucking yeah. with him because he um, he started. He did New Jack City. He was in Demolition Man. He was in a bunch of freaking like that was uh, the the movie helped basically jumpstart his career. And he he, he he stars in all these movies, especially Demolition Man, which had Sylvester Stallone in it. Blah blah blah. 
and I feel like they're making fun of him, and and because yes, they show that you know he's done an action movie since he's uh, since they won the what did they win? I don't think they didn't win the World Series. They it was didn't. just like they surprised they're, everyone they and like made it to the playoffs. They so. went to the playoffs. Yeah. And you know how he has that like weird butt hair? Yeah, he's got the... It's like a butt fro. Because yeah. <laughs> he has a. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember Alien Ant Farm, but that guy had a very similar haircut where it's just like a strip of hair down the middle. It's almost like shade. a reverse mohawk. Reverse mohawk. Yeah, but like extremely thin. Like it's just like a one line. Here's my theory yeah. I think they're making fun of, of Wesley Snipes' teeth because he's famously always had a weird gap. Yeah, we're going way more meta than I. Maybe we are. Than I know. And maybe I'm reaching, but why else would you? It's not like I don't remember seeing cats with the fucking butt crack hair. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> so I don't I was know. Definitely not a not. I was maybe what? When did this come out? Ninety six. I was four. I could be off. I was but four years old in ninety. Wow, you were four years old. That yeah. is, that makes me sad inside. Are we saying Omar Epps? Omar Epps. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking of the. There's also a comedian named. Uh, I think he's Mike Epps. I might be getting that wrong as well, but I don't know. So overall thoughts on Omar Epps versus Wesley Snipes? He's. <sighs> he did Willie a decent Mayfair. job. What's funny is that the initial, the original Major League really kicked off Wesley Snipes' career, and this kind of kicked off his career because he's okay. young here. He's pretty he's young, young, and he ended up having a really good career. Like he's, I mean, he's that guy you've seen him in a shitload of films, so right? And you're like, oh, that guy. Yes, like I recognize his face right away. He doesn't really look like Wesley Snipes, other than maybe no. the eyes, and that's yeah, pretty not much, much at it. All. He's way smaller stature. Um, honestly, kind of, you know, I thought he did a decent job with the uh, the chemistry stuff. Like he had pretty good chemistry with uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, and. I don't know if I can't trying to remember. I feel like Wesley Snipes and Charlie Sheen didn't have a lot of scenes in the first movie. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, it was right. It was interesting. I don't know. I I liked him a lot. I thought he was good. He's definitely um, not a bad actor. He doesn't. No, and I and I feel like he embodied the the character well, especially like considering where they decide to take him in the story mm-hmm. of like being an action movie star. Like I really like that scene where I I think he takes. Taylor back to his apartment, Jake Taylor back to his apartment, and they're That's like right. just watching the scene. He's like, Yeah, watch this, watch this. He's like, yeah. literally watching back like his scenes <laughs> in the movie, and Jake's kind of like, Okay. Like, He's like laughing at the jokes. Yeah, the it's like, film. Nice, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, and we get Jesse the Body Ventura in this, and he's also a mustachioed legend as well. There you and, go. uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, eventually he became what the governor of Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Him and Arnold Schwarzenegger, dude. Get I can't, off and then get elected. I was gonna try. <laughs> I was gonna try to do an impression of him, but I realized quickly that I don't know how to do it. I don't know Minnesota. I can't talk like it, but he has a very <laughs> specific voice. I did. I will say, I missed. Uh, I missed Jake Taylor in this. I felt like the Jake Taylor kind of storyline really gave the movie more heart in Major League One. Yes, like it, Tom Berenger felt a little yeah. sappy at times, but like I think it worked. Like they rode that line really well. And especially now when you, like, watch the movie now in 2022, if you watch Major League One now, it kind of feels, like, nostalgic and just, like, mm-hmm. it's a good-ass story. And the love story kind of works and everything. And he was just almost cut out entirely from this movie. Like, he had kind of his hero moment at yeah. the end. But, um, they kind of made him a side character, which is yeah. weird because he's – I think we Demoted even... him to coach. And, and then, I, you yeah. know, he obviously has to take over as manager when – when yeah, the, when uh, our mustache legend 
went yeah. to the hospital, dude. But which is a crazy shade when he's yelling at the team and everything. So but good. yeah, but yeah, like I feel like, and you know, I think it's a star thing. I think they were like, well, Charlie Sheen is it's true. A big Some name. People really took off after that movie, and it wasn't Jake Taylor that took. It off. wasn't Jake Taylor. It wasn't he's older. It was so. It's so ironic because he's not getting he's not getting to play baseball anymore because he's getting older. He's also not getting the leading role because he's getting older. Yeah, there is kind of like a lot of parallels. It, it's a weird parallel, between like real life and yeah, in this movie. But life, he, he's life the best art actor in the movie. Like he's a good actor. Art. He's got a very stoic energy, and it's so funny because I think when we initially cre- when we initially recorded made the Major League One episode. I was like, oh, we need more Charlie Sheen. We need more of this. Like, this fucking Taylor shit sucks. And now it's like, I missed him. I was like, yeah, you know I what? I liked <laughs> it more than you. I liked it more than you. But I, And I definitely missed it here. Like, I really... Yeah. I felt like there wasn't... The movie felt soulless. And I guess they kind of wanted us to feel that way. But I, I would say, like, it felt like we were... To, it was an hour 45 or something like that. And it was kind of like but... an hour 35 of soulless movie. And then, like, 10 minutes of, like... And everybody's oh, back yeah, to Oh, yeah, that's why I like, like this. This is why yes. you love these people. Yeah. But they like. I enjoyed it while I was watching it. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like a, it's a very hard movie to explain because it's like I liked some of it. I didn't like some of it. Some of it worked. Some of it didn't. It yes. was just a whole mix. There's you know? some drag parts, like draggy parts. I'm curious to see what its Rotten Tomatoes score is. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't, I'm out. not sure. Let's find out in real time. But I, I did feel like you know I could have used some more Jake Taylor. I could have used like Rene Russo, who's his love interest in the first film, literally has like one scene with him, and she's such a great. She must have just done the directors a favor, because uh, at the time I think she was having a decent career. I'm sorry. I'm like, what's it? What'd you get, dude? I'm mouth wide open here. Okay, the audience score was 45 percent. Okay, on Rotten Tomatoes, which feels low to me. The critic score was five percent. Five percent. I don't think harsh. this deserves a five percent. I would. That's harsh. I would have thought. Okay, tell me what you would have thought the um, the critics. We should have guessed first. Yeah. Um, I thought the critic score would at least be like in the 20s or 30s. I would have given it. I would have given it forty percent. Yeah, maybe even in the forties, and the audience score would have maybe been like seventies. Yeah, because it was still like that's what I'm saying. It, it wasn't a bad movie. It's still very fun, but it is a movie that. But you're right. It is. It is definitely watered down. It's the Coors Light. It's watered down. It's the Coors Light movie. It's like they didn't go hard either direction. They didn't get too kitty, but they also didn't get too adult. And they found like they tried to find this middle ground. Like the um, what's her face the 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 owner that was a, the former yeah, owner of the back. team she comes back she's basically like Cruella Deville yeah she's like a Disney character that felt a villain. little forced to me she feels so that felt a little forced to me yeah like you're never scared of her she just feels like a character in a TV show that's always going to be coming back no matter what and nothing's going to happen very rapey too like like she's the, yeah she like grabs the uh, sexual assault stuff is kind of like Rube? weird yeah. what's his name Rube something i forget his name I but he's like he's, him, like, dude. he's he's the one really new, new char- main character yes, that we get that and he holds up like he's actually funny i thought he was fun he's a little he's the mormon guy that got introduced <laughs> basically like you know, if we're gonna make a PG movie, we gotta get a Mormon in here and have him come in and be wholesome as shit. But he is incredible. He's kind of the he's heart of the movie. Yeah, he's, he's the, the he foil. really is. Yeah, because he he's really always is. like, you know, 
inspiring everybody. But what's really funny, and I think the writers were trying to do this, was he inspires them by saying the dumbest things. Like he's, he doesn't ever really say anything incredibly articulate or like deep. But what he says lights a fire under them, and they're actually able to like get fired up. But that that character, and initially I was like, when are we gonna figure out what this guy's problem is? They keep talking about this guy's problem. He's just got the yips, you know. He can't throw it back to the pitcher. He can throw it anywhere else yeah. in the field. He's a catcher, and he can throw a guy out at second base, no problem. He can throw it down <laughs> to first if there's like a tapper in front of the plate, but he can't throw it back to the pitcher, which is a real thing. Like this really happens. That in does baseball. happen in some games. This if really you happens shoot in baseball over. where yeah. guys get the yips and it's it's much more of like a mental thing obviously than a physical thing like they just cannot either complete the throw to the pitcher or like if you're the second baseman like there's a famous second baseman chuck knoblock wow he went through the yips where he, he just could not make the throw to first base he just couldn't do it anymore it was like a mental <sighs> mental block thing so that is crazy that was interesting to that that's kind of a a trite storyline that happens in a lot of baseball movies like mm-hmm. the yips but uh that was, that was interesting to see because yeah. that's where they kind of lean on jake taylor like that's he's that's more his initial like. yeah that's his initial job from the manager he's like hey go help go help rube with mm-hmm. his because his he's kind of the only one other than the fact he's kind of a bat they try to make him kind of seem more badass in the first one like him drinking a beer at the Richie yeah, Rich such party. A legendary scene. But in this movie, he's more like he's pretty much the same character, but he has changed the least. Him and and I would say Lou, um, our mustachio legend, they're pretty much the same characters from the first one. But the other ones have changed completely, and then the movie is trying to get them back to what they were initially. We haven't even talked about a Allstate guy. Oh yeah, uh- <laughs> and how he changes. He's he goes from like his 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 anger. I I don't I don't I want to just I want your pure reaction to him because I was so curious about what you thought of of his turn. And I don't think he ever turns back. Like it, it, like in Not the end, like really, Charlie Sheen goes back to being wild thing to like get the outs. Like which I don't was think so ever... obvious. I was waiting yeah, of for course, that to happen. Of course, but like I don't think he ever goes back. He kind of finds. He some, has, oh, he does do the thing where he's kind of like kind of find the middle ground, meet, you know? Yeah, meet Buddha. Meet Buddha, Buddha meet Jobu. Yeah, because kind of funny. <laughs> he goes from basically getting. He was into like voodoo because he's Dominican. I, I he's supposed to be Dominican, but he's not. Yeah, this was the super racism from the last movie. Yes, which I did not think would be topped. They step it up or not? We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But yes, he uh, he he converts from his. His voodoo, yes, to basically uh, Buddhism, I suppose. Yeah, really Buddhism, and now he's like a man of peace. He was one of the best hitters. What they say, he was hitting like at nine something. Like it was crazy. Like this guy was like knocking. Yeah, it was never really explained why. He, I guess he just went on a personal journey. And was like, I'm gonna be, I'm become gonna be a happier more, person, a more yeah. positive person. And I think, I think. The movie, like the are the writers were like, "Oh, how does winning affect people?" Well, some of them they get they get spoiled and they buy everything and they go become star in an action movie. Go star in an action movie. Yeah. Some of them they try to like better themselves and pretend there's something they're not, and they get super fucking like you know richy rich. And then some of them are like, you know what? Life has given me this gift, and I right. I don't want to take advantage. Like I need to honor that gift and blah blah blah. And that's the direction his character went in. And he becomes a Buddhist, and he comes in, and, like, the very first scene that we see him, uh, the idiot character, he 
throws shaving cream on his foot because he's like <laughs> he's reading the directions of a Gillette foam. This is Rube <laughs> shaving cream. Rube. Yeah. He's reading the directions. He's like, okay, so shake it, <laughs> then squeeze, and he squeezes it <laughs> right into his shoes, and he hits his like he's got like a Buddhist monk garb. It's bad. Yeah, it's so he's bad. Got a whole robe on. Like you can get. Okay, I've met people that are into Buddhism. They're not walking around like monks. Right. Like, you can just wear regular clothes. Yeah. But, of course, they got to throw them in some weird garb. Well, it's not weird, but it's, like, stereotypical garb. Yes. And he's walking around. And he's like, oh, I, it's okay, friend. I forgive you. It's all fine. Blah, blah, blah. And, it's, and I'm like, he, it's not like he was that angry of a character in the first film either, though. The voodoo. No, he would get pretty angry. He would, but like he was intense. Yeah, he was very intense. He was very intense. He was like, ah, like burning stuff. Like they were like doing stereotypical, you know, like voodoo religion stuff. And then in this movie, it's like, oh, I'm just Buddhist, and I can't, I love everybody. I love nature to the point where he hits he hits the shit out of a ball and it hits a bird. It hits like a pigeon, which is like the lowest tiered <laughs> yeah. bird ever. Like, who cares if you kill a pigeon? There's just one right behind it. It's definitely a D-tier bird. It's, it's a, a dolphin. It's a pigeon. Yes. And, d- by the way... I, if you I, kill a pigeon, you should be, like, thanked. Like, thank you for your service. Yeah, there's... Yeah, killing it's this fine. Pigeon. Appreciate you. I just realized, though, like, have you ever seen, like, a baby pigeon? I don't think I have, no. So, pigeons, apparently, the way they, I guess, like, handle their young... Their young don't come out until they're almost already full grown. So well, that they, kind of makes sense, yeah. Because you never, them. I've oh. never seen a little pigeon. They're always the same fucking size. It's true. They keep them like hide it out, like in, in some nature, I don't dude. know, Damn. some hobo's asshole. I don't know where they keep their birds, but <laughs> it's in some alleyway of some sort. Well, they're always in a major city, you know. Like I don't know where they're hiding. I've never seen. Or a in Home Alone too. Like, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas, the pigeon, Christmas in the trenches, dog. <laughs> the pigeon lady in Home Alone Two had little little baby birds in her yeah, jacket. She's got kind of like a little bit of like a, a woman mustache, dude. We got to honor her in December, I think. You know what? We have not honored a female stash yet, so that's pretty close. Work. I mean, she's she's yeah. about as close as you're gonna get. Yeah. But yes, so while we're already here, we might as well just get it get it over with. Um, I did not think they could get worse. Than the the stereotypical characters that they did in Major League One with, uh, all I don't know all state guys characters name, but uh, with Joe I was Boo trying and, to look it up. Yeah, all that. Like, what is his uh, name? Well, his, his voodoo and and then oh, his name's Pedro Serrano Pedro in the movie. Serrano, it's played by right. uh, Dennis Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert, the all state guy. Are you in good guy. hands? Yeah. Yes. Why, why did he have a Dracula voice? I are you in good hands? Are you in good hands? I'll suck your blood. <laughs> um. So I'll kill the I laughs really... here. That Japanese character, man, that's just that's absolutely. Oh well, and you know what's it's horrible? What man. sucks like, is that's that... one of the worst. Like we did trading place. I feel like every movie you give me, there's there's some weird stereotype that I have to get up here as, as a white guy. Be like, look, oh. we we were bad. Okay, <laughs> we did this. We were wrong. We're sorry. Like you always bring me in for it's the apologies. It's not on purpose dude. either. I'm not oh, trying man. to do that. That one's bad. That's it's not it's not quite uh, the Jamaican uh, blackface character in uh, oh no in Trading Places, but man, it's up there. It's pretty. It's pretty. He's walking around in like a samurai kimono and 1994. Oof. Well, you Oof. know they should have had John Leguizamo play, play this character because I covered the pest 
uh, and that movie's from 96. This movie's from 94. I can't remember if we said the right year earlier, but it's from 94. And John Leguizamo does a lot of Asian character stereotypes, like caricatures of an Asian person from, uh, you know, from what you've seen in a lot of bullshit, you know, movies and stuff like that. And they pretty much have this actor doing that same kind of thing. His, his name is uh, uh, Takaki Ishibashi. And, and at least he's Japanese, I guess. But And the character's name still. is... The character's name is the worst. It's Ishiro Tanaka, a.k.a. Kamikaze. This guy's nickname is Ishiro Kamikaze Tanaka. He's a little slight guy, and it's funny because when I was reading about the film, like the very like – I'm not sure if it was Wikipedia. It was some kind of – it was one of those, either Wikipedia or some other site. And they were like, oh, yeah, there's this character, Ishiro Kamikaze Tanaka, and he like really inspires the team. He doesn't really inspire the team. He's like this character yeah, that just pisses people off. Yeah, he, he screams. While also just being like a horrible, like the most horrible stereotype of Japanese people that I've seen. Yeah, I mean, one movie. of the initial scenes we see him in, he's randomly in samurai gear, like yeah. in a in the locker room. In the locker room, as if that's with just a, how he normally dresses. Katana sword. Yeah, he has a katana. His, his hair belt. is different than I think it normally is. I think they made it more kind of bowl shaped. Yeah. Which was another very stereotypical uh, thing that you've seen, and he gets mad. At he gets mad at Allstate. Serrano. Yeah, he gets mad at Serrano. He's like, "Oh, you need to find your anger again." Yes, you have no mar. I gotta admit, I did like the part where he's like trying to figure out how to say like balls or whatever, like because he wants to tell <laughs> yeah, him, like you, right. you don't have any you balls, have no balls anymore. Yeah. And he's like looking, looking, looking through like an English dictionary, and he's like, and he says marbles, but it, you know, he's like. <laughs> Have any marbles? Like he's like, like live like yeah, makes it pretty obvious down. with his. Uh, it's either he's hands. either doing big balls or really low boobs. One of the two. Uh, who knows? But eventually, Serrano figures that out. He's like, oh, he's trying to tell me, like you know, he's insulting me. And at some point, he gets him mad, and Serrano starts playing good again. But then Serrano becomes peaceful again because uh, Coach Lou. Ends up, he loses his shit because the team starts to do good again. They start kind of getting the good vibe. By the way, I feel like this has way more baseball action. It does, yeah. There's I think a, so. We spend a lot of time yeah, on the field. Yeah, because we don't we don't do a lot of uh, love interest stuff. We have a little bit of that with Charlie Sheen and mm-hmm. Nikki. Who am I supposed to remember? Who the hell that was? That is a new character. I had no idea who that was. And she's super she, cute. Did she appear in Major League One? Please, tell I me don't she did think not. so. Okay. Maybe, this, she was in she between must have been one of those that like they drop the line of like oh, maybe my old girlfriend and then maybe like shows up kind of like she comes a, out of nowhere kind of like a Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick it's like yeah he talks like, about this rumor of a girl yes. in Top Gun and then in Maverick he's like okay this is actually her that's her yeah yeah that's Jennifer her. Connelly everyone yeah by the way like, one of my crushes growing up was well, Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly's Connelly. legend dude oh my she God. was on many uh many many bedroom walls I think to this day. day. Wouldn't say no to Jennifer Connelly. Uh, I'm sure she's had better than me, but uh, but yeah. So, 
But I think that that's one of the issues with this film. It's like, oh, you know these characters. We don't need character development. Let's yeah, just watch them play baseball like, a lot. Was Nikki in the first movie? I was so I confused. Think so. I was so confused. But I do like her character. Yeah, she but it would have Yeah, she's cute. She she you know she tries to like. She's not trying to influence. Uh, she's not trying to influence. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, wild thing. Son of a bitch, uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. She's not trying not to. She's not trying to influence to be like, hey, you need to get your balls back. You need to be back to the wild thing. She's just trying to say like, you're she's not. She's not really trying were. to get him back either. No, like she's she's being like just a good friend, basically just being real. Yeah, she's there supportive. Here's what do you think though about the? <laughs> I really wanted your opinion on that, quote unquote, at risk youth. That she was mentoring. Yes. Because, like, I saw the first shot of those kids, and she's like, they've all done time in juvie, and, like, they're all, like, street (laughs) gang kids. And they look like the most straight edge, like, they found the sweetest face kids. And they're like, yeah, we've been in the gang. So I'm like, I don't think so. Anyway, so me and Trace, we're going to take a beer break, and uh, we'll be right back. I figured I got to take a piss anyway, so we'll, we'll cut it off here, and we'll be right back. We gotta find a. We gotta think of a. Uh, what what is it called? Like I gotta think of a fun name when I gotta take a piss. Uh, mustachio. I gotta take a piss on a st- mustache. Mustachio P P P O. And we're back. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> we are talking Major League Two. We've uh, we've pretty much hit a lot of the 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 main points. I mean we. We did talk it's a about story. I mean, it's just like it's very it's similar. Just the reverse. It's the reverse. It's literally the reverse. It's like, oh, we're a successful team, and now we got to learn how to yeah. deal with failure. It's like where it's like sophomore slump. Yeah, and in number one, you're a shitty team that's learning how to deal yeah. with, learning how to be successful. And this one is a successful team learning how to stay successful. Yeah, because you have so many different personalities. They're all, you know, they're the the young guys are the ones that actually make a big uh, impact on why the team sucks. And then you got Tom Berenger, who's like, or Jake Taylor, who's like, oh, this team's not going to do well because their their egos are way bigger. They can't fit into right. rooms right now. And then, uh, by the way, we didn't mention the rich dude uh, from the last movie, who was actually a really good character. And honestly, I feel like, other than a couple of nice comedic moments, they don't really use him that much. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jesus. Dorn. Harry Doyle. Yeah, Doyle. Dorn? Dorn. Did I say Harry Doyle? That's someone else. I think it's Rick Dorn, right? Dorn. Yeah, the one who buys the team. Oh, I'm thinking of what's uh, Harry Doyle's the announcer guy. Pretty sure. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 I, yeah. He's a, he's consistently he's funny. Yeah, Bob Uecker in real life. I cannot think of him as anything other than <laughs> Bob Uecker. I like how like yes, it, he is very good in this one though. Yeah, he is. I like very how good. his drinking problem has just gotten Gets so worse. like open. Yeah, <laughs> there's that scene where he just is literally like in the in the freaking. Uh, like undershirt and just like <laughs> ah, whatever, it's like, so good. I mean, yeah, Bob a legend, a yeah. legend in real life and a legend in this movie. Because well. initially, when he's thinking the team's gonna do good, he's sort of like he's just drinking Avion water or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then it's they, all professional. He's all professional. They had the, he has a co-host who sucks balls and he's just useless. But then as this as the 
series goes on, or the, as the uh, season goes on, and they start losing more and more and more, he starts using more and more. It's like first it starts off with some beers, and then more beers, and then he's just like straight up drinking whiskey, just <laughs> yeah. getting fucked up, and he's Not so caring. hilarious. It's so good. He's really good. Here's here's where I really want the what I was most curious about unpacking with you. Okay. My favorite character in this whole movie is actually that fan. Okay, there's the one fan who it's like you see the outfield like guys. It's like a trio of guys. Oh, right? Randy Quaid. That's the name of that actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's famous. He's he's insane. He's one of those guys who was very famous in the 90s, early 2000s. And then became, like, a crazy person. I think he created, like, he made, like, an adult video with his partner at the time. Okay. And, like, hates Hollywood now. Like, he's, like, nice. B- basically is been. Is he Dennis Quaid's brother or what? Yes, he is. Oh, well, there you go. And he basically got blackballed. Yeah, and he basically got blackballed from Hollywood, and he's insane now. If you look so, him up, he looks crazy. But anyway, those, he was good, Yeah, those though. three fans. This. Those three fans, like, they, sh- they the show up at the beginning stuff. of the season, and they're like, we're so hype. Like, our team's got, like, this is the yeah. year we go all the way, all the way. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I felt that excitement, you know? And then he becomes me, like, as a sports fan. I've like, seen he it. He totally becomes me yeah. as a sports fan where he's just, like, they suck at the beginning. And that's, like, how he sees them for the rest of the season. Even mm. when they turn it around, even when they get better. He he's doesn't believe waiting in waiting for them to fail. Yes. And when they fail, it's almost like he gets excited. You know, he's a very fatalistic fan. And I've, like... I have been around a lot of fans like this where yeah. it's just like they almost it's like they're never going to talk about the team until they like lose or until they do something stupid. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm only going to talk about the coach when he screws up, you know, <laughs> and I think I hated those fans for so long. And I think, sadly, I've become that fan. Like, I kind of feel like I've become that. I got to say, I like, caught some my, glunches of you, especially with my the Longhorns. Life. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of it is validated. Like Longhorns football some has been it. bad for 12 years, but it's like. I it was almost a life lesson to me where it was like I kind of wa- I want to be more optimistic. And we've kind of been going back and forth about this over the last few weeks. Like it's been a almost like a bit for you where like you're the type of person like just like with your self like when you're playing a sport or like a game like darts or something. And then also I think with your teams like you're the type of person who like I believe we're gonna win until like the buzzer sounds and we've yeah. lost. And then Whereas I'm the opposite. Like I'm very much like I expect us to lose. Yes. And then it's like when we win, it's like, oh, well, great. I'm glad we won, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and part of that is just my upbringing. Like as a Houston sports fan, there's a lot of pain. Like there's a lot of pain in being well, a Houston, also you're very competitive. Houston sports fan. And you're then, yeah, with myself, I'm just I'm – just ne- I've never – I've always had a self-confidence issue. Like in my life, mm-hmm. I've never been someone who's like, I'm great. Like I know mm-hmm. I'm the best or something. Like I just, I just don't think that way. Like, I, Well, what's weird is like our approach to losing is different. Like – I lost a lot as a kid. I was not a super athletic kid. I I won a lot when it came to music. I was a good trumpet player, and I did win a lot of stuff. I got a lot of trophies and stuff. And I think the whole the juxtaposition of like winning at something that I was good at and losing at something I wasn't good at created a weird balance in me where I'm an okay loser because I've lost so much, but I know how to appreciate a good win. So like if I lose, I accept it. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be – I mean you've seen me not be very happy after a loss. But like at the same time, uh, I'm not um, a fatalist about it. Like I'm not yeah. thinking that we're going to lose until we lose and then I react to it. But you are very like cynical in a way because you've dealt with it in a certain way and psychologically it affects yes. you. I think with my brain it's like I do the tip, the very like typical – 
prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Like for me, it's always been like, if I expect that we're going to lose, then I'll just be pleasantly surprised when we win. Yeah. But if we lose, then I'll be like, I expected this. So it's okay. But I think I've taken that so far now (laughs) that it's like, even when we're winning, you don't seem happy. I'm pissed off. (laughs) Yeah. You don't cheer. I'm pissed off. Yes. And it's just like, I've had to learn that it's like, man, wins are wins. Mm Mm-hmm. And you gotta just take them when they come. It doesn't matter if you yeah. won by one or by a hundred. Like, just enjoy the win. And a big difference between so me and Trace, the reason where we know each other so well as to how we handle competition and how we handle not only because me and him have played against each other in all kinds of different games, like video games, darts, you name it. Me and him have like played a bunch of different stuff. But we were season ticket holders together for the Spurs, and it was a Spurs season that was very up and down, very roller coaster. Yeah. There wasn't, you know, it was in flux, you know. We were not a dominant team, and I like to celebrate little wins when your team's not that good. Like, there were times where I was mad flexing, and we lost the game. Like, I would be like, yeah. you know, we would have a, a little win where, like, we would do something awesome, and I'm, like, screaming at people's faces, and I'm dancing down the aisle, but we lose the fucking game, and I'm like, oh, well. You know, like, well, and I think it's because, like, I think the Spurs are a really good point, because, like, I did not grow up a Spurs fan. Yeah. Like, I grew up yeah, in Houston. Yeah, yeah. I was a Rockets fan. It's a different like I Different honestly culture. like the Spurs were my rival like growing yeah. up like they were so good and so I think for you like I know that you're you're old enough that you actually saw the Spurs be bad for a while but then like True. when you were you know like 14 Middle they school. won they won their first championship and then obviously they went on their run after consistent. that and were like like one of the greatest dynasties in NBA in particularly modern NBA history mm-hmm. and so I think you got used to them winning so much I mean mm-hmm. at a certain point you just no matter how grateful you are as a fan, you take it for granted. Like, you just do. Like, especially when the Spurs made yeah. the playoffs for freaking 23 straight years. At a certain point, you do, even if it's, like, subconsciously, you're kind of like, well, yeah, I expect they'll be mm-hmm. in the playoffs. But I'm mean, at least know? enough of a – I feel like your basic human that, like, isn't – and not to say I'm, like, incredibly into – I'm not, like, some super sports guy, but I do love sports. Right. I was at least intelligent enough or at least self-reflective enough to know – this is special. I, well, it didn't hit because, me until I was again, a little you older. Had, but... you, you had seen them be yeah. bad. Because I was like, so oh, they're going to be bad again This isn't how yeah. it always is. <laughs> this is going to be over again. And then again. obviously, like, when they win their first championship, you yeah. don't know that they're going to win four more no. after that. You're just like, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, this Duncan's young and everything. Like, maybe we'll win again. And it's yeah. like they win four more. And so, yeah. like, I think with, when it comes to, like, the season ticket year of last year, when you've seen all the success, like, you've, you've uh-huh. been there. And you know they're not that same team. Yeah. But you still have that belief like hey i've watched them win for 23 years like we're gonna win like and i'm also I, just I feel that like we're kind gonna of... win this game and like for me i'm just like well we're probably well, gonna lose just to give you a point you know? just to change it up a little bit i'm also a chargers fan and they've lost way more in front of my eyes True. than one and i always believe we're gonna win I, I think I'm just that kind of fan dude i don't know how to explain it like i i, I don't know you're why a believing, you're a believing sort yeah, where I don't know like, if I've seen like, too we've many. Talked about this before. <laughs> we've, talk, we've talked about this with darts, where you've said like, "I never believe that I'm going to lose the game until, I'm, until I've, lost. I've lost." That's just and see, how for I me, am. Like, I'll go in and like, we'll we'll do a round or two, and I'm like, I'm toast. You'll like, call it. Yeah, you'll be like, yeah, we're going to lose. Know? Why are we doing this? Yeah, just reset the game. Yeah, Let's, like you, know. you just, I'm I'm definitely, I'm like a sore loser in the sense that like I get mad at myself. Yeah, you're when hard on I yourself. Don't perform, it's not so much like, oh, I'm mad that you're beating me, or I'm mad that the yeah, guy you've never been shitty to me. On the other end of the yeah. screen is beating me. It's more so. It's like I'm not performing up to my capabilities. 
So like I'm yeah. pissed off because there were some times where you could have blamed me for like because a lot of times me and Trace will play darts, and either he's having a good game like when we're both having good games we win, but sometimes I'm having a bad game and I'm off, and I know like we lost because I just was not doing good or I didn't didn't hit the shit I should have hit because you know that I could have hit it. And you never throw it in my face. Well, no, because you could. You're the far superior dart player, so <laughs> it's like could there are way more face. games that we've lost because of me. So, like, if I do that, like, why am I going to do that? It's like yeah. literally the next five games in a row, you'd be like, well, we lost because of you because you suck. <laughs> I'm just – I don't know. It's, it was just so interesting to watch that guy play his character on the screen. It was actually, like, very touching to me because I'm like, oh, like, this is me. Like, I've kind of morphed from, like, the fan who kind of, like, still had some belief but also is like, oh, yeah – yeah. We usually suck to like now I'm just so cynical with it. And it's like, I want to bring it back. You know, like I just want to believe a little bit. Like the truth is with sports fandom, like people who don't follow sports just don't get it. They, they just no. don't. And they're like, why do you care? Like, why do you care about these? Yeah, like, you're not on their payroll. Dude, yeah. It's like you don't. They they <laughs> they don't know who millions. you are. Like, they don't, yeah. even care. They don't <laughs> care about the city. Like, they yes. Don't, a lot of them don't even live there anymore. Yes. Like where they play. It's just like. It's just hard to explain. Like, if you're a sports fan, you get it. If you're not, you're just probably not going to, and that's okay. But it's like, I miss... I, I, I think, like, I took my emotions off the line. Like, I was like, I'm, I have enough in life to worry about. Mm-hmm. That, like, why am I going to be mad on, like, a Wednesday night because the Astros lost to the Mariners? Like, mm-hmm. why am I going to get pissed off about that? And so I took my, like, my emotions off the line, which I think was good for me in a lot of ways. But I feel like I'm ready to go back. You know, like I'm ready to go yes. back. I'm ready to put myself back out there. I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> I'm ready to love again. You know what it is? It's, it's like tough. It's a romantic thing. It really is. Like, yeah. there, is, there is like when you get into a sport and you get into a team. It's a, it's a vulnerability there. And you watch. Like, we had some victories. Like, the Spurs last year, they finished the, what, the 10th seed. Yeah. It like, was they lost that first playing game. Rough. Like, it was not some successful season. But there were some, like, when we beat the Bulls last year. It felt special, man. There was just, like, certain games that you and I were, like, literally, like, hugging each other, like, jumping up and down. Yes. Like, we were losing our minds. And, like, there's something just so, there's something special about that. And I feel like I've kind of mm. lost that. In my sports fan, yeah. I'm like, I want it back, dude. Because, you know, the odds of your team winning a championship in any fucking sport, I don't care what sport it is, I don't care if it's hockey, field hockey, lacrosse, it's rare. Your yeah. team's more they than only, likely They hand be... out one trophy a year. Yes. So your team's going to be mediocre There's more gonna be than There's going to be a lot likely. of great teams that don't win the championship yes. that year. And so you got to celebrate those little wins because yep. it's like this – you know, we. I might not. I don't know if the Spurs will ever be whatever they were, and they might be good again, and I might be dead by then. Yeah, like who knows? You have most likely viewed the golden age of Spurs yes. basketball. They might not ever as come long back as they to exist. what they were. Yeah, statistically speaking, like it. You know, they Pop will probably never old. be that good again. Yeah, and how we ended up talking about the Spurs again on a major league movie? It's just gonna happen. It's just bound to happen. Sports <laughs> is sports. It's just how we reflect and how we. It's what we know. But like, yeah, like so. I understand that. So that's why it's like those little W's. I'm gonna really celebrate them, even if it ends up in an L. It's like you know what? There were some good things there. Right. The game was fun. I think sometimes I'm able to disconnect myself. Emotion. I, I'm yeah. not a very. That's another thing between me and you. Like I think. Um, I don't think I'm as. Uh, we're both kind of dead inside, but I think you're a little bit more alive. Like you, are, or at least you maybe wear your heart on your sleeve a little more than me. Like I think maybe a little bit, you sure. know. 
and I think I can kind of disconnect myself a little bit and like look at it and be like, that was great. Like, look at what we did there. But what you're thinking is like, but who cares? We're going to lose. Well, and I think (laughs) I I, I actually think when it comes to season tickets, I have gotten really good at that because I know in my brain, like I've purchased tickets to 82 games, (laughs) 82 games. Well, 82 is their 41 home games. 41. Right? Yeah. 41 home games. So it's like, I'm not going to go to all of those, but like I go to you a go vast to majority a of them. them. And it's like, whether we're the best team in the league or the worst team in the league, I'm going to have all these tickets. Yeah. So I got to just have fun being at the game yes. as opposed to like tying it to a win or loss. Yeah. Like if we win, awesome. Awesome. If we lose, well, I still like, had fun because I was at the game. So I'm yeah. better at that when it comes to like live sports and season tickets. And I think with the Spurs, I'm better at it because. They, I don't have a childhood connection. Yes, there's not a nostalgic, like when it comes to the Longhorns, shit. when it comes to the Astros, I don't have season tickets. Like, I don't live there, and I have this childhood connection mm-hmm. to them. Or, like, my college, you know, Longhorns yeah, is my alma mater. Like, years. I really feel like a part Me of with that UTSA. team. with yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I get much more – it's so much more personal. I get so much more angry, mm-hmm. and I don't want that. You know, like, I want – like, the, the beauty of sports fandom is if you can find, like, that perfect middle where, like, you get all the joy out of the win – but you kind of can leave as much of the pain from the loss. Yeah. It's kind of impossible because, again, it's difficult. you have to get into it. Like, you have to put your you heart into it. You still have to have a passion, it. yes. And so it's like you have to be willing to be yes. defeated and broken and, like, crying on your couch because some fucking, like, 11 men in football pads didn't do so good with the <laughs> with the brown ball. Or, like, as we get older, yeah. much younger than yes. us. They're basically kids. Dude, when I, when, I watch, when I watch college football, I'm like, this is sad. They're like, 20. These, these guys are all, like, Ten children. years younger than me, yeah, makes me sad. But yeah, it's like I I want that back, you know. And I think yeah. I'm gonna get it because I'm com- I'm recommitting to that. And I I'm noticed also, the difference. My kids yeah. are starting to get older, so my daughter, she's five. Like she's she's really getting excited about going to Spurs games. Yeah, it's like I want to model that That's good so behavior cute that your daughter's gonna be. I want to model Spurs that good fan. behavior, you know, where it's like, hey. We have fun. We have a good time. Yeah. Like you don't want her to see you like lose. Yeah, we fucking lose. No, like yeah. you don't want her to see and, that. And you know I mean? I'm not that guy. Kind of I'm, I'm much more of like just like a that. quiet like you hold it in. I hate this game. Yeah, you yeah, swallow I'm it. I'm that in. guy. You just won't like even if something like say like there's the last two minutes and we're down by twelve and you know in your mind oh, I just we're leave. not going to win. I you just, just won't react even if a cool no, play happens. That, this is what happened so many times last year with you and me where I'm like, all right, let's go. You're like, what do you mean? There's like five minutes left. I'm like, we're down by 23. Like we're not going to win. And you're like, well, we could. And I'm like, my guy, I want to beat all these people to the parking lot. Like let's go home. And you're like, oh, let's let's save like two more minutes. I don't know. Uh, okay, yeah. Son. That's a mix. Okay, son. We'll stay a little longer. That's a mixture of alcohol and optimism right yeah. there. I got to tell you. Like, I have to be alone with my thoughts after this game, dude. Like, <laughs> you get to go home to your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I do. I, I think I do want to. fights s- with Grizzlies fans, you know, like yeah. I'm having to clean one up your time, mess. <laughs> one time I lost my temper with a Grizzlies fan. this guy in the red suit. And he was a big guy. He's a big guy, dude. Uh, you threw an elbow. That's the only time I was like, I hope you understand. And I'm not I'm yeah, like not a small guy, fight, but I'm, I'm not a tall you. guy. <laughs> like I should not be fighting a six. I'm just glad court. you're still friends with me when you know, you know in your heart of hearts that if you got into a physical altercation that you were not gonna win. Oh, I yeah. would I would not be backing you up. No, any I would absolutely be leaving yeah. you. That goes to show you how like if I'm I a ever horrible friend. Like if, I really <laughs> That mean that goes to show you if I ever do start a fight and you're in my presence and no one none of my other homeboys are You've given me permission to leave. I'm yes, I'm doing it in the thought of you're not gonna back yeah. me up and like, I'm you know fine with that. You know, yeah, like, hey, like, it's, it's cool, man. Yeah. Let's go. You getting punched in the face, 
like your reaction to that, as hilarious it would be, I think it would scar. I feel like. Oh, I would never. <laughs> you would be like. Wherever, wherever that was, wherever that place was, I'd never be back. There. <laughs> you would just like delete that from your conscience. I've never gotten in a fight. And my Oof. strategy in a fight is very simple. If someone was like, I'm going to fight you and they started charging me, kick them in the nuts and run. That would be my strategy. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I, have, I have no, I have no like, uh, you know, qualms about my masculinity. I don't care. It's fine. Like, I don't want to get hurt. It has nothing to do with masculinity to me, honestly. I think it just has to do with like your, knowing your, your limit or your capability. I would also avoid it all guys. Like truly the only reason, it's like the most cliche thing in the world. The only reason I could think of for me to get into a fight is someone is messing with my wife or kids. That's truly the That's only when you thing get that physical. get me to the point where it's like, I will punch I'm gonna you protect in your face. I'm going to protect them. Yes. Because it's like a safety thing at that yeah. point. Yeah. You know? Speaking of fights, you've seen way more baseball than me. Yes. Has there, ever, been, has there ever been a fight within the same team? I was team? trying to think. I was trying to think of this. <laughs> you see, you see a lot of this. There's a whole <laughs> fight in this movie where they all spill onto the field. I don't think there's been one where they spill out onto the field. Where it's a whole a brawl. brawl. But you've seen, like, there have been now, you know, in sporting events, they have cameras freaking everywhere for these pro yeah, sporting events. All in the dugout. And you see, it's like guys, especially in baseball, like, they'll start arguing in the dugout. They'll start yelling at each other. And then it's like that kind of sw- switch, like, flips in their brain. They're like the cameras. Like, yeah, you can see their up. thought. And then they go down. There's like a tunnel in baseball. They always have the dugout. And then there's like a tunnel that goes back into that's the locker room. Right. And then they go into the tunnel or they go into the locker room. And then and that's where she gets out. heavy. That's where she gets heavy. Yeah. And so baseball brawls are my favorite because it's so much more like peacocking than it is an actual fight. Unlike hockey where it's hockey, like we're fight. supposed to punch each Basketball, other. Basketball, they'll fight. They'll fight. Uh Football stupidly, they'll actually Baseball's throw almost, punches. Yeah, Baseball, yeah, it's much football more like, makes the least sense to fight. Yeah, it's like literally, you literally get to fight plastic. every play. Like you <laughs> get to fight. The, the game is fighting. And so also, just chill. Could you imagine the idea of oh punching a face mask? Yeah, they like, are hard as just fuck. enjoy breaking your hand. But it's in baseball, destroying. baseball like it's, it's like a, a peacock. Fight, yeah, a baseball <laughs> fight is it's hold me back, hold me back. Yeah, that's all it is. It's like you're just waiting for someone to hold you back. Yeah. Although I know you're not a a, a Rangers fan, obviously, but um, uh, I did go back to look at that old Nolan, Nolan Ryan, Ryan. Yeah, the the, the where actual he beats up baseball a young fights cat. have been legendary, and he was like 42 or 43 yeah. or something. Robin Ventura, the White comes Sox, comes up at him, like charges he, the mound, he charges, puts him in a headlock, and he just the pops. most famous fight <laughs> in just... MLB history. The funny thing is about the Rangers, like they have like the two most famous fights in MLB history. Is that, really? and then yeah, a couple years ago, Rugnet Odor. Punched uh, Jose Bautista of the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, Bautista. And he, like, he, it was, like, just so epic because he had those sunglasses on. Bautista did. So he punched him, and, like, the sunglasses <laughs> flew Fly off, off, you know? Yeah. Because oh, he did good. a hard side into second base, and he pops up, and Odor just... I got to say, I've been on the other end of that, him, like, wearing glasses. Clocks him. W- even more nerdy. I had regular glasses, not cool sunglasses, but I've had someone punch me in the face with glasses on. Not only does it fucking like it's embarrassing because now you're blind, right? But when your glasses, hurts, right? Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. It, it dents into your yeah, in your face. It's the worst thing ever. And I remember when it happened. It was in summer school. I was probably like in tenth or eleventh grade, and uh, I ended up punching that kid back, and he didn't have glasses on. And he was like, why the fuck you punch me back? Because he was kind of fooling around. He didn't really even put it full strength, but I did it full strength. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, it, like I don't I don't know if I'm going to – I'm going to have to now revert back to my old pair of glasses that I'm not going to see as well anymore. And I don't know when I'm going to get new glasses. <laughs> I hope you understand the struggle I'm going through, sir. Yeah, you have created not only a problem for me, but a financial problem for my dad. <laughs> so 
So like now I need to put. And now he's up. gonna punch me when I get now home. He's gonna, he's gonna really kick my ass when I get home. So, yeah, now I'm screwed. But um, yeah, that whole scene I thought it was funny. That the ref funny. kicks him out. That's kind of when they. Um, that was around the time where the owner she sort of tries to fuck with their heads. Like this is like. Was that around that time? Is that why they get in the fight? Or was that because that's when Vaughn's having a big issue with the, the throwing and he's getting a bunch of shit said to him and then him and him and uh, uh, Hayes get enough. They, they start talking to The only other shit. character that was the only other new character that we didn't talk about is the, the asshole catcher. The asshole catcher that comes in. Who's so perfectly cast. He really does well. He looks like he's got really a butt well. chin. He's got a dimple that goes down to the center of the core of the earth. Like, he's just got this huge ass chin. Squinty eyes, which, by the way, my dad one time, my dad had pretty squinty eyes. He, he always looked kind of stoned or sleepy. racist about it, dude? I mean, it's squinty. <laughs> Is squinty a, no, squinty's not like a, no. You can cut that out. See, I don't think squints, I mean squints, like it's usually like because you take your glasses off and you're kind of like squinty, you know, you're like this, you know what I mean? I think it's a fine word to use. Yeah. I don't think squinty's a thing. No, no, you're good. But he had squinty eyes and uh, and he always used to tell me, he's like, I understand I have squinty eyes, but don't ever trust a guy with squinty eyes. <laughs> and, uh, this son of a bitch. Was he self-conscious about it? He Yes, because we would always make, I think he always would make fun of a made fun of as a kid and we used to fuck with them all the time about it too so like like we used to always say like if dad smiled you could not see his eyes like it was just like this like you know what i mean it was like see a little bit <laughs> yeah 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 i'm looking at the one picture he's looking, of your dad we have me. a picture of my dad just behind he's, a, he's, he's got his place in the studio dude yeah he does <laughs> watching over us dude there's a car alarm going off hopefully it's not traces no i don't think so <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have we one. are in the inner city i don't think i have one <laughs> You never got, what are they going to steal? My, Your baby, my baby car seat? Yeah. <laughs> coming to Civic? Yeah, my 2013 <laughs> Honda Civic. Take it. Like, Go ahead. And enjoy. I'm trying to look up who this ass. Oh, Jack Parkman, played by David Parkman. Keith. Parkman. Sounds uh, yeah, like a country singer. It's like to- <laughs> Toby Keith's brother. Toby dude. Keith. That's who I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, why does it sound like a country singer? David Keith, Toby Keith's younger brother. Uh, plays Jack Parkman, and uh, he's supposed to be the big baller guy that they brought into the team to help elevate yep. them. But he turns out to be it's a dick. He's basically like, "Oh, I'm a badass player. I'm great wherever I'm at. You're lucky to have me, and the rest of your team is garbage. You know, because y'all yeah. are the little giants of baseball. <laughs> so you're lucky to have the mighty me, giants. Yeah, you got lucky last season that these idiots actually it's like it's your did own something, team, dude. Like." You should be. Yeah, he's super <laughs> shitty. Yeah. It kind of reminds me. I, I, I'm trying to think. I know, like the Spurs have had some, like you know, probably even DeRozan maybe felt that way a little bit coming from. He was so professional, though. He, he was, was very, he was still very no. Chill. But I'm sure in the back of his head, he's like, not so much about the individuals of the players, but like more like I'm in the small market city. Nobody gives a shit about me anymore. I was a big name in Toronto, and now it's like. I can do the best. I can have the best game ever, and I'm not going to be on ESPN. And I know that's what these fuckers care about, because I would care about it. So, like, I feel like they care about that. It's like that's one of the things when you're in a small yeah, but market. You can team. do so much, like, just personal marketing now that, like, you can. I feel like back when we were kids, but like, he doesn't yeah, have enough personality for it. Like a thing, like, dude, are you on ESPN? Like, are you yeah. like? But like now, kids can just like I heard follow him. you on social media. Yeah, like, they can. You know, I heard him on a podcast own. where he said he felt like. Not invisible, but kind of like he was 
he was out of it. Yeah, well, I mean, Spurs basketball, like, it is known that, like, once you come here, like, You're in a is, bubble. This is team basketball. <laughs> like, it's not... Even Tim Duncan was, like... I mean, he was the star, but at the same time, it was, like... He was he was just such a perfect star yeah. to be on the well, San Antonio Spurs. Because, like, yeah. It's just, like, he was so unassuming. He showed up in flannel and cargoes. We're going on the Spurs again. But... Yeah. Well, you got I just, well, to me like Tim Duncan's kind of like you know you got comedians that like they'll be like oh like you know uh, uh, David David Tell like he's like one of the greatest comedians of all time and a lot of people don't know him like yeah, no like that you know but he's a comedian's comedian and sure. I think Tim Duncan is a basketball player yeah you basketball. hear a lot of guys even young guys now they that are put like, him in the tops yeah know? they're like eighteen now in the league like younger than way younger than us like they maybe maybe saw Duncan's like last championship and that was yes. like it. Um, and they're like, oh, I want to be Tim Duncan. I want to be the Tim Duncan of the yeah. Trail like if Blazers, you know the sport, the you know Duncan him. Of the Pelicans, but or regular something. people, yeah. a lot of people don't know who the fuck he no, is. Even of, though he's one of the greatest like players start, of all time, they start naming the greatest players. They're like, oh, LeBron and you know Kobe and Michael yeah. and Wilt, and then it's like, and Tim Duncan. It's like, oh yeah, oh Tim yeah, Duncan. he was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he's That's so our low key, ever, dude. Like no question, yeah. not a question. It's just so low key in San Antonio. But anyway. I feel like that's the way this Parkman guy is. He's just kind of like, I don't even want to be in this team and blah, blah, blah. And then... He's the inverse of Duncan. Yes. He's like negative Duncan. And uh, I'm going to say his name. I, I think in the, the episode where we're doing Major League One, I also messed it up. But Dorn. I always want to say yeah, Doyle. Yeah, you, you already messed it up in this episode. Yes. So. Dorn. <laughs> he's running out of money because he got... He I love Dorn. He's good in this, over. though. He is good. And I, he wants I to like, he, he, he like puts him. He reactivates himself. Yeah, it's hilarious. And like, and it was it's like, like I've activated myself. And he like opens his coat. He's got his uh, yeah, like baseball a, uniform like on. A flash. Yeah, he looks like a flash in it. That was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I really appreciated Dorn way more in this movie. I was like, I like this guy. Like, yeah, because in the first one, he's this like douchey rich he's guy, literally like wearing like reading the Wall Street Journal in the yes. locker room with his blazer on. Like, yes. Oh man, I liked him in this one. He's kind of he was humbled, you know. So he was he it was, was kind of a more comedic. Well, because he gets a little more hum- – like, he gets a little less douchey in the first movie at the end. And so now we have a Dorn who cares about the franchise, and he decides he wants to buy it from the lady. And even though he stabs him in the back again by selling it back to her. Yes. He has to, like, walk into the locker room. But it's because it literally was his livelihood. Like, he yeah. had so much like he had no- money. He wasn't able to make payroll. He would have been bankrupt. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so that's why he ends up – Parkman ends up going to the White Sox? Yep. Yeah, they sell them to the Chicago rival. Chicago White Sox. Sell them to the rival. I feel like the White Sox are like a rival. I think they're the baddies in Angels in the Outfield. And I want to say they're the baddies in Rookie of the Year because that's the Cubs. You're right. I, like they're always, They seem to always be the baddies. They in get like, kind of a baddie vibe. I think it's like just the black and white. It's the black and white. They, they got like, some gray in there. They look like freaking... Uh, Darth Vader out there. Sick uniforms. You don't wanna... I've always liked their uniforms. Yeah. No, they're like, very they simple. Sick, like, just kind of yeah. like. Plain. I mean, you don't want to make the Yankees the bad guys. There's too many Yankees fans that make the Yankees the bad guys, but really the Yankees are kind of like the evil empire of it might baseball. Have been the right? Yankees and the Angels in the Maybe outfield, it was the Yankees. It. It's been a I long time. I feel like time. the White Sox have definitely been in multiple baseball movies as like <laughs> the, the rival team. Yeah. Well, because they're like the Raiders where they look like they're yeah, a tough team, look like evil. assholes. Which is weird. It's something about the black it's, with the gray and the white. Like, I think now, like, I don't – the White Sox are one of those teams, like, if I was naming all Major League Baseball teams, I would get to, like, 28 of the 30 teams. I'd be like, what's the two teams? Oh, yeah, the White Sox. Like, that would be, Oh, like, really? They would be kind of in the back of your brain. Of, I mean, they're in a Forget. big city, I guess, but they've always been second fiddle to yeah. the Cubs in Chicago, and they always will be. Yeah. And it's just like – I don't know. It's just not – 
So I don't know a lot about Chicago. Is the White Sox the because you know how like in most of those cities where they have two teams, you have like kind of like with the Mets and and, uh, and the Yankees, like you have like the blue collar people that like a certain team, and then you have like the more yeah, I'm no Chicagoan, so like I'm, everything I yeah, say I was is like, with I a grain of salt. But like from what I understand, like the Cubs are the North Side team, and Chicago White Sox are the South Side team. North Side in Chicago is typically the more affluent. Uh, the wider side of town, frankly, and then south side of Chicago is much more kind of blue collar, mm-hmm. uh, a lot more fans of color, I think, than the Cubs. So the uh, Cubs are kind of okay. seen as like the, the more yeah, like like if white if you white centric like affluent team, yeah. Even though even though they were like perennial losers, like lovable losers, <laughs> like yeah. the white, I mean the White Sox won the World Series in '05 against my Astros, so it's like they've had more success. But yeah, the yeah. White Sox were always more of the blue collar team in. That's interesting. In Chicago. That's what I thought. I just didn't. I didn't know yet. I was like, I, I thought. Yeah, that's what like, I understand. I mean, which is all your Chicago crazy. listeners can. Uh, yeah, if we have any out there, us, or any you know, that's White what I Sox understand. fans, it's just a basic baseball fan. Yeah, I know. I grew up with my brother being a big uh, uh, Cubs fan. I, I I think it was because it was one of those things where um, it was the first baseball game he ever saw, and the Cubs won. Yeah, I guess San Antonio had a lot of. Um, just free agent fans, right? Yeah, you kind of like whatever team you I feel like there were a lot of Astros fans here, even before they got no, like good. Yeah, for sure. Um, that was kind of the default team. Not a lot of Rangers fans here. No, cause it's very it's which is really ironic because there's so many San Antonio people that love, that the, love Cowboys, the Cowboys. Yeah, and most Cowboys fans like the Rangers. Um, not so a lot of Rangers it's kind of weird. It is weird. It, yeah, and I grew up seeing like Cubs memorabilia all over the place because my my brother loved them. And I never understood it. I was like, "What do you like the Cubs?" He's like, "Oh, it was the first game I saw when I was a little kid, and they won." Well, and Cubs were on the uh, WGN, like the Cubs and the Braves. They were always on. Are pretty you could famous, see them. yes, because they were like two of the very few out of market teams that a lot of people could see. Because Cubs games were always on WGN, which you would get on almost any basic cable package. Mm-hmm. And the same with the Braves on TBS. So a lot of people in the South grew up Braves fans, just because you could see them. Yeah, on a regular basis. Like, I, I got Braves games all the time on, mm-hmm. in Houston. Yeah, um, and we hated the Braves because we we were rivals with the Braves. We played yeah. in the playoffs all the time, so yeah. Like for Houston, obviously growing up, we were big Astros fans. But like, yeah, like I think I've heard of of Braves fans in the Valley too, in Texas, wow. like in the Valley in San Antonio. Like because again, when you're able to see the team, yeah, I know. gotta be like one of like the one of like five Orioles fans in San Antonio. I bet you there's yeah, four you're more. Really, like you're not really an Orioles fan though. No, but like I'm not a fan. But it's the only team I root for. Like, if I see them on TV. Yeah, yeah. It's like if someone forces you at gunpoint, like, what's your favorite baseball team? You're just like, I've got to go Orioles. Orioles I yeah. Guess. I really don't have a team other than that. And I do like to see them when they are on. And I've honestly seen more Orioles games than I've seen. I've seen more Orioles games this season than I've seen ever because I've been going to Slackers and they're always, they, Slackers is a sports bar, barcade place. In San Antonio, and they show a bunch of different baseball games throughout the season. And they luckily, the a lot of times the Orioles were playing like they're playing Houston for a bit. They're playing the Yankees for a series and a couple other bigger teams. And so I get to see them because they're on the TV. And I'm like, yeah, you know, go. And they won a few. Yeah, but they, they were, you know, they were still, decent this year. Not bad. So not here's bad. the thing. We're getting toward the end here. Yeah, we're getting toward I'm the getting end tired. here. I want to commit. I'm, I'm I'm working on my fandom here. Okay. I'm going to be watching my Longhorns tomorrow against the Sooners. I typically would not watch that game because it's just too high stress for me. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy those emotions. 
positive, negative. I'm just going to feel them. Yeah. Let myself feel them. And we're, we're in October of 2022 when we're recording this episode. We got some baseball playoffs that we can watch and stuff like this year, whatever. Yep. But we need to, in April of 2023, we need to follow baseball together, dude. For like one year, one season, really follow it together. <laughs> not not watching every game. It's way okay. too many. That's a lot of games. No, not, not watching but every game. But I can follow game. it. I can yeah. do it. Like, let's, we should follow it together. Because I think, like, now would be a great time for you to really pick it up with your Orioles because they're kind of on the upswing. You know, yeah. they're, like, young and hungry, and they're doing good. Like, they're not like the Spurs where they're going to be really, really bad next year. They're probably going to be pretty decent. Yeah. My Astros, like, I got to really enjoy this time because this is kind of the gold. Like, we talked about the golden age of Spurs basketball. This is kind of the golden age of Astros baseball. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be like that fan in Major League Two who's just, like, living for the negative and just ignoring all the positive, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live in the moment. I'm, I'm double okay. committing. I'm, I'm committing so to getting back into my fan of other sports. April? Well, yeah, we can we can do playoffs here together. You know, yeah, we, we can enjoy the, that. The playoffs are happening, but, and then we yeah, can, yeah, starting next year because it's the whole season. You know, you commit to the whole God, season. You have fun for the whole season. But what else are you doing in the summer? There's no other sports going on. That's true. There's no other sports going. You know on. what? You know what I'm gonna try to do? I'm gonna try to get in a relationship by next summer because then that will create like a. a I think a big problem with dating is it, it it interrupts life a lot. So maybe if I get in a relationship by the by next summer, committed. Then I'll have more structure in my life. We'll be able to watch more baseball. Because then I, I'm not going out anywhere. It's just like, oh, well, I, you know, I got the old hag at home. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't have to hang out with you anymore. I can just text you about the baseball games <laughs> that I'm watching. <laughs> oh, okay, man. no, that's a deal, dude. Right. I am down to watch more baseball. All right. All right, so... The movie uh, eventually, uh, you know, you get Charlie Sheen. He come, he decides he's going to be uh, the wild thing again. He cuts his hair. Let's face it, we we're all waiting for him to cut his stupid hair. Uh, he breaks up with his uh, his basically his publicist girlfriend agent who, agent who is trying to like really sell him out to like they really hit hard on the cereal company. Was it? Uh, uh, oh yeah, General Mills. General Mills, yes, or yeah. yeah. And they're trying to sell him to General Mills. He's like, ah, that's not really my life anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. And he cuts his hair. He comes out. He puts his old jacket on that his old flame gave him. And he comes out. He finally has his fastball again because his his fast like it's weird. It's like oh, if you're not being a punk rocker badass, then you're like fastballs. It's like this agent of his was like maybe he was like. Maybe he was having too much sex. I don't know, but like for some reason, he lost his mojo. He like lost his mojo. It's like when Spider Man just couldn't be Spider Man anymore uh, because he just didn't believe. I don't know. It was like a mental psychological issue, and he just doesn't. He loses his powers. That's basically this movie. This whole freaking movie revolves around Vaughn not being <laughs> not being able to have his powers anymore. That's basically the. That's what I said. The theme of the movie is you just got to be yourself. Got to be yourself. Got to got to let yourself be yourself. Yeah. I, I, don't I thought I had more there, but me. I didn't. So. You didn't. Anything else you wanted to mention about the movie, Trace? I don't want to go into the uh, quick impression if you uh, if I if we missed anything you wanted to mention. No, I I think I'm good. We've, okay. We've gone over my copious notes, I think. Well, as you know, I like to do a quick impression of the movies I cover, and this is a segment I like to call. Quick impressions. 
quick impressions. Come on, you're not going to let her get you down, are you? You guys won last year just to spite her. Maybe she's just what we need. Ah, Skip, they were a different team last year. Taylor, it's not your job to make excuses. That's all you guys do good. It's either a leg thing, or a spiritual thing, or a psychological thing, or a heart attack. Who used heart attack? Me. Come on, you're not going to tell me you... <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> I think you messed up the last one, too, when we did Major League One. And go. Come on, you're not going to let her get you down, are you? You guys won last year just to spite her. Maybe she's what we need. Oh, Skip, they were a different team last year. Taylor, it's not your job to make excuses. That's all you guys do good. It's either a leg thing, or a spiritual thing, or a psychological thing, or a heart attack. Who used heart attack? Me. <laughs> I think we woke up your neighbors with that one. <laughs> I don't know how accurate that was because I could. I tried to rewatch the scene and I totally forgot. Uh, to rewatch it, so that might be incredibly off. Uh, but it's not the first time I've had an impression that's incredibly off. As you know, I like to rate these movies by my favorite mustaches. You got the full Fu Manchu recommendation for Hell Yeah. You have the Walrus Mustache recommendation for Pretty Damn Good. You have the Horseshoe Mustache. <laughs> Sorry, I almost had a stroke. You have the Horseshoe Mustache recommendation for Eh, Not Bad. And, of course, the dreaded Hitler mustache for Burn This Movie in Hell. Trace, you're welcome to make up a mustache if you want, but what would you give this movie? I'm very curious. I kind of wish that I remembered what I gave Major League One. I'm pretty sure I gave it, like, the top of the walrus, the very top of the walrus or the the bottom of the handlebar. Yeah. And so I, f- I feel like this one then would probably fit solidly into just, like, the regular walrus category. Yeah. Like, I had a good time watching it. I enjoyed it. It actually didn't feel like it was – it overstayed its welcome. Like, you said you felt like it was a little long. I actually felt like it was okay. Like, it ended right when I kind of wanted it to end. But it was, again, kind of the Coors Light to the Coors yeah. Banquet that was Major League One. Like, Major League One had more soul – more heart and this one was kind of a repeat in a lot of ways but just like let's make everyone the reverse of their character obviously you get points docked off for being like crazy racist um but it's <laughs> yeah. still it's still enjoyable i still think it's a good time it's definitely better than i thought it would be i assumed that like it would be and i think i saw those rotten tomatoes scores at some point when i looked it up and i was like oh this is probably super super bad and it was not like i did not think it was terrible i i enjoyed it i had a good time um. Uh-huh. So yeah, it it would be like in just that solid like middle of the road to like almost lower walrus level for me. For me, I gotta go horseshoe. Fair like, enough. I, I think it's fair. In in not low tier, I would say like higher, like upper tier horseshoe mustache, kind of tickling the walrus a little bit, just a little, <laughs> you know, nothing to yeah, just a little, <laughs> you know, because the 
I just feel like I laughed way more if I'm just going by like how I felt yeah. watching it. And I really was, you know, it's you came like, out loving Major League One. Like when we talked about did. Major League One, like you really, I liked like, it this a lot. Is awesome. Like I'm so glad to be back in this mm-hmm. movie. In this movie, I, I can tell you're a little more. It's like, a little, yeah, it's a know. little watered down. Yeah. I, you know, I could have used more Taylor in it. I could have used more Lou in it. It's just too much of, you know. It's a lot of Charlie Sheen, and he's fine. He's not a he's a great actor, but I just I was just like, hurry up and get your mojo back. Like, why do we have to? Why do I have to wait an hour and forty what odd minutes like for you to get a boner again? Take and, your Viagra, dude. And yeah, just like, just let's go. Take that, take that blue chew and throw that hot ball, baby. No one calls it a hot ball. Fastball. He did have lots of names for his pitches, though. <laughs> yeah, the Terminator. The Terminator. The Exterminator, eliminator, yeah. <laughs> masturbator. I don't know. Yeah, that's what uh, what's his name calls it. Yeah, that's right. Because he hits a home run out of joke. It. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I just I, it's so close to being a kids movie. It's ridiculous. It's it's just it just doesn't have the the edge to it that I wanted it to have. But at the same time, like you said, Trace, it's it's not a badly done film. Like it it flows well. The, the the actors do a decent job. There's plenty of plot, you know, but it just didn't keep me as interested. I felt like I want to say like there was a nice dead zone between after the first 30 minutes and then into the last 30 minutes where I was like, geez, can we just can we just get this going? Like I just didn't care as much as I did in the first major league. That's fair. You know, but. It's still a decent movie to watch. I would say it's a good hangover film. Like you're, you know, say it's, it's on. It is a good Sunday afternoon film. Yeah, you, for you sure. Got kind of a. You just, you know, you're eating some food. Breakfast in the morning it happens to be on. You turn it on, and there's going to be some bit that might tickle you a little bit. You know, you might have a good time. Just a little tickle, tickle on the date. But anyway, <laughs> Trace, thank you so much for being part of the show once again. It's been good. It's been good. It's been good. I feel like it's been good. We've had plenty of beer. Uh, you know, Yingling. You 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 had Yingling for the first time. Anyone? Any y'all familiar with Yingling? Very northeastern. So I guess maybe still not the the still- audience <laughs> that you do, but I'm sure your friend, your New York friend, knows it well. <laughs> I did have my very first Miller MGD, bro. Draft, my first MGD. Give the give the people your full thoughts on MGD because I'm sure they're dying to know. Let me do it with my mustache writing. I would give the MGD. I think it's a solid walrus. Yeah. It's a good beer, right? It's a good beer. You want, you're going to have that other one here after this. I, think. I feel like the it's like after you've like either you're celebrating like you're celebrating like maybe you're at a wedding. You don't want to get like so shit faced that you try to make out with like your friend's mom or anything. You just want to have a good little buzz and you want to dance all night. MGD. MGD, baby. It's a good celebratory beer. You know, it tastes good. It's not like trashy. But it's also not kind of snotty or like it's one of those cheap beers that you could tell your friends you're into and they're like, OK, that's cool. Like, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, you, it's got some love in it. It's crispy. It's super crispy. Goes down like a fucking gym. I drank the shit out of that really quick. You really did. Yeah. I chugged the shit I think out you of it. went half of it in your first gulp. I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> tasty. Anyway, so uh, uh, Trace doesn't have anything to promote. So this nope. is the end of the show. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>